Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Show today, Jake Asman is a radio host in New York. Uh, he's a Jets guy. We'll talk to him at 11 a.m. 11.25 Fantasy Football with Brian Johnson, who is in for Charch. Charch not feeling well. He's got COVID, actually. Uh, second time he's had it, I think, this year. So Brian will help those of you, including yours truly, uh, in Fantasy Football uh, Countdown Playoff Mode. Get ready for the weekend. Matt Miller is an NFL draft analyst. We referenced his quarterback uh, discussion uh, for the upcoming draft on yesterday's show. He's going to join us at noon. I'm actually looking forward to that. He checked in with a lot of scouts and front office personnel in the NFL to talk about the quarterbacks in the upcoming draft on the condition of anonymity. So Matt will join us at noon. Uh, Denton's here. Uh, I am here. I will not be in tomorrow. Doc will be in for me uh, tomorrow um, as uh, I get a jump start on the holiday weekend, as many of you will be as well. I did notice lots of traffic, lots of bustle, bustle and hustle uh, for the holiday weekend coming up. Um, important game tonight in the NFC. Saints at Rams, both teams at 7-7. Seven and seven. The Rams very much in the hunt for either the 6 or the 7 seed in the NFC playoffs. Uh, the Saints in the mix for the NFC South division title and also a wild card berth. Uh, New Orleans has won two in a row. LA's won four of their last five, including the 28-20 win against Washington on Sunday. Just two more Thursday night games left in this NFL season. Tonight's game and the next week we get Jets at Browns. Uh, the Browns, it'll be a big game uh, for them. Uh, but tonight's game kicks off, you know, one of those big-time late-season NFL holiday weekend slates. Every single game, every single game, he said, this weekend, including tonight's game, includes at least one of the two teams involved mathematically alive for the playoffs except for one game. The only game with both teams eliminated mathematically in this 16-game NFL weekend slate that goes tonight, Saturday with the doubleheader, Sunday, and Monday, Christmas Day, the only game that involves both teams mathematically eliminated. Yep, you got it. Washington at the Jets. The most meaningless game on the board here in week 16. Uh, Washington's last two games will likely be important. Well, they will be important for their their opponents. Uh, it's possible you get to the Dallas game and it's not uh, a, a meaningful game for the Cowboys in the final week. But San Francisco will be in Washington in Landover next week on New Year's Eve. And by the way, coming in off a short week after their monster Monday night game against Baltimore. Um, and then Dallas at home in the season finale. You know, it's very possible, I was thinking about this, Denton, very possible that the Dallas game to end the season in Landover may be the exact same setup as last year's game when the Cowboys were in a position where if they won and the Eagles lost to the Giants, they would win the division. But Philly was a massive favorite in that game last year against a good Giants team headed to the playoffs, but they had nothing to play for. 
their seating was already etched in stone. So the Giants played a lot of their backups after, I think, the first quarter in that game. And I think Dallas knew that Philly wasn't going to lose that game uh, last year when they came to Washington. But it could be the exact same setup in the season finale. Dallas here, Philly against the Giants, with Dallas's best hope being a win and a Philly loss. Uh, But the rest of the weekend, minus the Washington Jets game, is a good one. You've got a Saturday doubleheader uh, with playoff stakes games. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, both of those teams are alive. Buffalo tries to keep their momentum, and they are rolling right now. They're in L.A. against the Chargers, who are out of it on Saturday night. Sunday's late window, Cowboys in South Florida against the Dolphins. 425 kick on Christmas Eve. And then the triple header on Christmas Day um, includes Kansas City and the Raiders, the Giants and the Eagles, and then, of course, the game of the year, really, Niners and Ravens in Santa Clara. Uh, I was checking something out, too, before the show. You know, these late December games usually, usually include weather somewhere as a factor. Not really this weekend. No real bad weather for any of these games forecasted, at least not any cold or snow. It's going to be mild in the east. We're going to have a mild weekend. You know, it's been cold the last couple of days, but it's going to be in the 50s on Christmas Eve, again on Christmas Day. Same in the Midwest, relatively mild there. No snow games, no real cold games. Um, Denver might be cold in their game against New England on Christmas Eve night, Sunday night. Might be cold, maybe a flurry or two. Um, but as of now, no real severe weather and not, you know, extreme cold. Uh, so you've got a pretty clean slate of games weather-wise this weekend as well. There is your early look uh, with some gambling tidbits in there. Weather always a factor this year, this time of year, and it won't be in most of these games this weekend. Uh, By the way, an early smell test pick later on in the show for tonight's Saints-Rams game. Um, Anyway, uh, this from Ferris on Twitter. Kevin, the question isn't will Ron bench Sam again. The question is... If the situation calls for it, should he bench Sam again or should he let him work through it? Yeah, you're right, Ferris. Uh, tweet me at Kevin Sheehan DC. Follow me on Twitter or on X at Kevin Sheehan DC. That is the right question to ask, 100%. It's not will he or won't he. That's a guess. It's should he. If Sam struggles like he was Sunday against L.A., And against a Jet defense, a 49er defense, and a Dallas defense, who knows? Maybe it'll be not only struggling, but maybe taking a beating like he did in the Buffalo game, as an example, Um, like he was in in some other games as well. I didn't think he was taking a battering in the Rams game. He was not being, you know, wasn't battering Ram day on Sam Howell. I think the question is a good one. It's not will he... Um, it's should he, if the situation calls for it. I think he opened up a whole can of off-season, end-of-season and off-season discussion by benching him in that game. Again, to go back to Monday's conversation, it wasn't that we weren't going to be constructively critical of Sam's performance against the Rams. Uh, that was a given. He did not play well, and he hasn't played well for a while now. Um, but uh, it wasn't going to be the, for a lot of people, the definitive, well, that was telling. They have had it with him, and he's not going to be the quarterback of the future for this franchise. They basically told you that. And then Ron basically, you know, enforced that tell with his answer to Nikki Javala Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday, the day after, by saying or implying that. Jacoby Brissett would probably be considered as a starter if the game Sunday against the Jets was a meaningful game. Um, not everybody's definitive at this point, and you know I'm not definitive. I'm a stronger lean than I've been. Definitely that Sam's not. You know I've never felt that Sam was going to be an elite quarterback or a top ten quarterback, but I was always hopeful that maybe we were watching 
something that could develop into an Andy Dalton type. Um, yeah, uh, not as confident, uh, never was confident about that, but maybe that's a bit of a reach in terms of the upside. Um, and that's what Ron kind of got everybody thinking about is like, here's what we're watching, but there are some good plays mixed in, but the bottom line is they're frustrated because he's not seeing it and he's not progressing. But back to Ferris, should he bench Sam Howell if the situation calls for it again? That's an interesting question. Denton, would you be okay with Ron? Should Ron bench Sam Howell if they get to that situation again in a game against the Jets, a game against the 49ers, or a game against the Cowboys where he's not seeing things, where he's missing things? And in particular, in those games, he might be taking a pounding. I don't know how the Jets are going to play this game Sunday now that they're officially mathematically eliminated and Aaron Rodgers you know, isn't going to play this year now officially. But should Ron bench him if the situation calls for it? Denton, you answer it first. Yeah, absolutely he should if the situation calls for it. Not that Ron cares about what I'm about to say, but Kevin, for like the past couple of weeks, we've been having this conversation about who do we want to keep around under the new regime when everything gets flipped upside down. I saw in the two possessions with Jacoby Brissett, we got a much better view of guys that can actually make plays on the offense than we had over the past, you know, four, five, six, seven weeks or so. So if Sam's not seeing things and things aren't going well, you put Jacoby Brissett in, all of a sudden the offense starts looking better, and you can kind of get an idea of who is actually deserving of being here next season and who is not. Again, Ron doesn't care about that, but I care about that. You care about that. So, yeah, if Sam's not playing well, bench him. Can you imagine, by the way, if let's just say Sunday things are not going well, okay, and it's another game in which he's struggling and because of it the offense is struggling. And by the way, the offense has struggled at times not just because of Sam. We all know that, okay? I don't care what the next-gen numbers say. The next-gen numbers, you know – paint a favorable light for Washington as a pass-blocking unit. They're 17th this week. That's much better than most of you think. And they've pretty been, pretty much all season been in the middle of the pack. Sam Cosme is the second highest-rated guard in the NFL over the last five weeks. I bet most of you did not know that. Um, the offensive line, though, when I watch it and have watched it all year, I have not seen a strong offensive line, not a good uh, run-blocking offensive line, and not necessarily a good pass-blocking offensive line. But the numbers and the you know the analytics people would tell you otherwise. But could you imagine, let's just say he's struggling, and Jacoby comes in in the second half, and he plays great against the Jets, and God forbid they win the game. And then the same thing happens a couple of more times, and maybe he starts the Dallas finale like Sam did last year and really has a good game. Then all of, all of a sudden the conversation's going to be about should we keep Jacoby Brissett? Should Jacoby Brissett be a possibility? Good God, he's not. He's not. No, Ron should not bench Sam Howell in the last three games, unless, unless he's really in jeopardy of being physically, you know, harmed because he's holding on to it long, too long, and he's not seeing it against vicious defensive pass rushes, you know, or it gets so bad with a couple of fumbles, a couple of picks, or, you know, it's Buffalo bad or Giants at FedEx bad, and you just don't want to see him you know, have to endure that. Absent of that, no. I want to see Sam Howell these final three games. I know what Jacoby Brissett is. Your point about evaluating everybody else, that's a fine point. I get it. But three games left in the season, I I don't know. I mean, I think we have a pretty good sense of who these players are. But your point's not, you know, it's valid that maybe we'll have a different impression of some of these players, offensive line in particular, because I think we know who Terry is. I think we know who Jahan could be, who Curtis is. We're pretty familiar with the backs and the tight ends. I think the you know playing a, a Jacoby Brissett, the one thing that it might highlight is that the offensive line really is what the the you know advanced numbers have said all year it's an average offensive line it's not a terrible offensive line which i think most of our fans believe but but other than that 
I know what Jacoby is. I know what most of these players are. I want to see Sam quarterback the team for the final three games unless he's in harm's way physically. I want to see him work through it. I want to see whether or not he's even worth, you know, coming back as a backup. And I'm that that is the, I shouldn't have said that because he's definitely worth bringing back as a backup at the very least. I've seen enough through 14 games to know that Sam Howell, at the very least, is a backup NFL quarterback, and he's under contract a rookie deal, a very inexpensive rookie deal for the next two years. He'll have to learn a new offense next year, more likely than not, as will the quarterback that they draft if that's the direction they go in. No, I, I I don't think Ron should bench Sam. I think he might end up doing it because of what I just described. I could see in these final three games, at least in two of them, where it ends up being ugly physically for him. Many sacks, picks, you know, running for his life, running too early, maybe not hitting the check down when it's there. Frustration builds, and they 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 do what they said they did Sunday in the moment which wasn't true, but might be true in two of the final three games, maybe all three of them, they wanted to protect him. It, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, but I don't think Ron should do it for performance. I don't think he should do it for performance. What do you guys think? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Our Ace Law listener lines are open. Ferris, you're spot on. That's the right question. The question isn't, will Ron bench Sam Howell. It's if the situation calls for it, should he bench Sam again? Or should he let him work through it? 301-230-0980. Phone lines are open. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980. You can also listen to us on the Team980.com or the Odyssey app. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You know, if there's one thing, you, you, just to me, is, is, is just the consistency, to continue with the consistency. Um, you know, it's been a, a tough few weeks. You know, we, we haven't played the way we've wanted as a team. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, it's a good opportunity as we just, you know, look at them, focus in on them one at a time and, and, and play consistent football. That was an answer from Ron Rivera yesterday on what he needs to see from quarterback Sam Howell over the remainder of the season. Uh, phone lines are open, 301-230-0980. They are our Ace Law lines. Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Um, and the question isn't, will Ron at some point bench Sam Howell again? It's, should he, if the situation calls for it? Denton says, absolutely. I say absolutely not. Uh, Unless, again, the caveat here would be if he's really physically taking a battering or it's overwhelming, like it was in the Buffalo game, you know, as an example, like it got to that point in the giant game at home in particular. 
Um, you know, if you get into one of those situations, I wouldn't have a problem saving him from a physical beatdown. Um, but other than that, I want to see him play these final three games. I think I know what I have in Jacoby Brissett. I've got a guy that can start in the NFL at a low end and be a, one of the highest end backups in the league. Uh, I've been a big Jacoby Brissett fan, as many of you know, going way back to NC State days. I would have preferred, you know, this year a, a legitimate quarterback competition rather than a developmental year for the quarterback. Um, but we didn't get that. Uh, if we had gotten that, maybe Jacoby Brissett would have started more games, and maybe they'd be playing as a seven and seven football team with a chance on Sunday to get to eight and seven. You know, and potentially, you know, Eakin is a wild card team. They weren't going to win the division. They weren't going to be an upper tier team with Jacoby Brissett because he's never done that with any team. He's quarterbacked. Probably would have been better, though. 301 Should, should Ron bench uh, Sam again if the situation calls for it. I wanted you to hear one more uh, sound, bite, uh, sound bite. This was. Uh, Ron being asked on if Hal is trusting guys enough and playing with the same freedom that Brissett played with. Here's what Ron said. You know, that's the thing that um, I, you know, when, in talking with, with, with Sam the other day about, you know, getting a chance to take a step back and, and watch Jacoby was that, you know, he thought that exactly, you know, it was just the freedom in which Jacoby was playing. And, you know, and it's one of those things that you, you, you think back about a couple of games, um, you know, and you think about what he did in Denver and, you know the way he played, and and you think of the way he played uh, against um, uh, against uh, uh, Philadelphia, and you just you say, wow, you know that that's 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 the thing that 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 you know you know he's capable of, and that's what you want to see is that consistency there. There you go. Uh, all right, phone lines are open three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Let's go and start with Mark in Springfield. Mark, if the situation calls for it. Should Ron bench Sam Howell again in these final three games? Good morning, Kevin. Absolutely not. What's the point? There's nothing to prove. The team is out of it. You're building for the future. We already know Brissett's a backup. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. Unless he's getting physically killed and his life is in danger, I think you'll leave him in and see how he handles it. Um, and I also think that if you're going to keep a backup for next year, I would keep Howell as the backup because even if you draft a quarterback, you can have a, an open competition. And I think that as a backup, Howell would be fine, and maybe he might develop. You know, your friend Cooley used to say there are three kinds of players, a blue chip, a red chip, and a white chip. And I think that Howell right now he's kind of a pink chip because you don't know if he's just a die or whether he can be above average, not sure he's shown that he's a blue chipper yet. So under no circumstances should he bench Howell. We don't want to win. We want to build for the future. And I'm looking for a quarterback or a big offensive tackle. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I, I appreciate that. And and it goes back to I, I still, even here on Thursday, feel like Ron did the, th- the wrong thing in pulling him in the Rams game. I think it created a lot. I mean, I you know there are lots of theories as to why he did it. We've heard so many of them. Didn't want him to break the record for pick sixes. Didn't want him to take you know two or three more sacks to keep him on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in history. Which right now he is below that. He's not on pace to become the most sacked quarterback uh, in NFL history uh, anymore. Um, and you know, uh, there was also, you know, there's also a theory running around that, that Ron, you know, w- Ron wanted, uh, wanted p- uh, the ownership to see, Hey man, it's the quarterback that's been holding us back. Look at what our offense can do. That's what Grant said to us, Grant Paulson, who was on with Danny on the show yesterday. I mean, that would, th- uh, that's, that's out there because that would, that's a big risk. I mean, was he really sure that Jacoby was going to come in and lead him to two drives in, you know, uh, for four, for 13 points, as it turned out, in two tries? Uh, who, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I'm sure he thought Jacoby would run the offense better, um, but I don't know if he was expecting those results. God, they were quick, weren't they? Now, they weren't quick after they got to the one-yard line on the second drive, but the first drive, five plays, and then two plays on the next drive, they're at the one-yard line, and you're like, oh, my God. Um, ben is calling from Iowa. Um, ben, go ahead. 
Until we get a clear with Ben. Let's go to Rick in D.C. Rick, the question is... How you doing? All righty. Basically, I say that... Hello? He leaves him in there. He leaves him in there. And I say that because... We, we, we need to find out these last three games. We need to find out how he does against top-notch talent. Right. As well as yeah, the th- when, when 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 as well as we the fans here in D.C. Everybody that calls in on your show, people call in and they got all these good hop. Yeah, you know whatever. Stop loving these players. They're paid well. We are looking for a quarterback and any other position that we need. And loving a player too long is not the answer. Yeah, we look the, the I had um thanks for the call as always, Rick. Very much appreciate it. I had um where is it? This was from Pete. Pete said, if we get to the end of the season, not sure about Sam, then it's on to the draft because if you're not sure you have your quarterback, you don't. Uh, I, I I think that certainly if you're not sure that you have your quarterback, you keep looking for one. That's a given. Whether or not you don't or not, you probably don't. If you're not sure, you probably don't. But if you're not sure, you better be looking. You better continue to look for that quarterback, that position uh, where you can potentially draft uh, somebody with franchise quarterback potential, greatness in, in in their makeup. Uh, let's go to Sabah. Sabah's on hold. Sabah. Situation. Al. Can you hear me? I got gotcha. you. Kevin? All right, cool. I'm in the car. So I say they better not bench him at all because, first of all, I don't want them winning a single game because I want Ron's record to be under 500, which it will be if he loses three in a row. And secondly, I think Sam just needs to have better coaching. Look at what happened to Jared Goff with uh, Fisher. And then he ended up getting um, McVay and now uh, Ben Johnson over there, and he looks ten times better. So I don't think the book is done with Sam. I think you just let Sam do what he does. I think a lot of times these strong-arm guys tend to hold the ball a little bit longer, and they get sacked. Whereas the guys that don't have the strongest arm, they do more pre-snap reads, and they get rid of the ball quicker. So hopefully – Sam can learn some of that with better coaching. So I would definitely let him plan out, lose all three games, keep him for next year, get a real coach in here before we just decide whether he's good or not. Yeah, but so you'd rather them lose the last three games so Ron ends up with a losing record more than improving draft position or equal to? Equal to, because the draft position, I don't want a quarterback. I don't want to risk – Another look at the the top quarterbacks taking all the first rounders. What is Will Levis? Maybe the the decent one and CJ CJ Stroud. I mean, we the book's not even done on them. I, I, I don't want to risk it again. I'm tired of these top guys coming in and wasting our time. I want to go with Sam again with a real coach, and I want to get um, either the Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. or I want the left tackle. Um, that's what I want. I want to just load up people around them and get the line better and get our skill players and all that kind of stuff. And I want to go with Sam one more year with a real coach. Okay. Um, Just so you know, Sean McVay coached Jared Goff uh, for those last couple of years in L.A. Oh, did I not say McVay? With Sean. I forgot. I thought I said Sean, and then I said Ben Johnson. Because before that, it was uh, Fisher. He sucked with Fisher, right? Yeah. uh, I think Fisher was the coach when Jared Goff got drafted. Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah. Um, He was absolutely horrible. But then when Sean McVay came in, he was a whole different person. Got to the Super Bowl. When who did? When Ben Johnson got there? No, Sean McVay with the Rams. You said when he got to Detroit. And then now with Ben Johnson. Yeah. Okay, good. We're, we're clear now. Yeah. Yeah, that's Appreciate what I'm saying. With an offensive Merry coach of someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Pete, Pete, go ahead. If this situation calls for it, should Sam Howell be benched by Ron Rivera again? Is this me? 
Hey, Pete, what's up? Am I on? How are you? Good. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I have a couple thoughts. First off, Sam shouldn't be benched. Second, Sam's record really is a reflection of him so much as it is the worst defense in football. I actually believe with the way Sam played, with a cup, with a better defense like the one we had last year, we probably had three more wins going into this week with a chance to be in the playoffs. And also, as far as Sam's concerned, he has still not changed anything about the fact that he's still an unknown quantity and you still got to give him a chance next year. So I keep him, but I do want to draft the quarterback if we're in the low, if we get if we get the right guy that we want. If we don't want, I want to tackle. And also, and no matter what anybody says, it's all about building a, a team from the inside out. So that means, and you know what that means, the offensive line, to me, is the most important. And I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. So, great show, Kevin. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Pete. Uh, actually, you brought up something that's interesting. I, I think you're right. I think with a defense that performed at last year's level, that this team would have had three more wins with Sam, with Jacoby, maybe even more than that with Jacoby. I, I think that's a fair statement. Don't you, Denton? If, if this defense had been what it was last year, this team wouldn't be 4-10. and 10. It's the number one reason they're 4-10. and 10. Yeah, because, I mean, there were points where, especially in that first game against Philadelphia, like Sam played well enough to beat Philadelphia. Sam played well enough twice to beat Twice, yeah. They play, he played well enough to beat Seattle. They couldn't stop, you know, on that last drive on third and four, playing soft coverage on DK Metcalf. I mean, it was it was just and you, you certainly with a good defense don't lose to the Giants twice. You don't. Um, no, I, I I agree with that. I I, I definitely agree with that. I, I don't think it makes the conversation about what they would have been with Jacoby Brissett. Um, it would translate the same way. I mean, it would probably. With Jacoby Brissett and a really good defense, they probably would have won nine games. They'd probably have nine wins or you know four or five more at this point rather than three more at this point. But whatever, all hypothetical. Cliff in D.C. Cliff, if the situation calls for it, should they bench Sam again? Well, I hate to say it, but I got to agree with Denton, but there's another twist to it. I want Earth the Enemy to audition – at least, if not for the head coaching position, for offensive coordinator. Because let's say if they were to land Mike Tomlin as head coach, if the offense is spectacular under the enemy, maybe he'll be a holdover for Mike Tomlin. And if they draft the quarterback, hopefully it's Jaden Daniels out of LSU. And I'll sit back and listen. Yeah, uh, we both love Jaden Daniels. Um, if you're saying audition, I guess what you were saying is you get Jacoby Brissett in there, so it's a better chance for the audition to go well. I think that's what he was implying there uh, for whomever the new coach is and if it were Mike Tomlin, because Tomlin's going to be looking for an offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh in the offseason if he stays there. Uh, let's go to Lou. Lou, if this situation called for it, should they, should they bench Sam Howell again? Um, what's going on, Kev? Hey, Lou. Um, it depends, Kevin. If if the game, uh, if Sam getting beat out there, I don't want Sam out there, man. Because at the end of the day, there is no point, you know, having him out there getting beat up or getting sacked. So, if that's the case, and that I want him, you know, I I I want Jacoby in there and just ride with it and see what happens. But other than that, it depends. Like like Sabah said, we don't have a real coach to see here. So, I mean, beside Eb. I mean, you cannot come – like, Kevin, think about it. Sunday, they came back from a, a bye week, and you give up a 60 what, – what, 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 what is Ron doing? Like, you supposed, you took over the defense, right? You come back off a bye week, and your defense is, like, still the same. You give up a 60-yard touchdown. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing, but at the same time, like Sabah said, we don't have a head coach Lou, that's Lou, real. That's, Lou. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let, let's acknowledge one thing. Right, we know this yeah. to be true. Eric Bieniemy's had total autonomy over an offense, like very few offensive coordinators in the league have. All right, he had he's not only was the offensive coordinator this year, he was the assistant head coach. So the whole right. offensive performance this year is on Eric Bieniemy. Can we agree on that? Right. All right. Yeah, I, I, only under one thing, Kevin. 
under one thing, that Ron did not address that offensive line this past season when, we, when he, he, he should have picked up at least two offensive lines. Not no well, two DBs. He, he did it quest of Eric Bieniemy. They signed Andrew Wiley. Okay. So why would he want to – Kevin, explain to me. Why would you pick up Quan? That Eric was involved in personnel decisions when it came to the offense in the offseason. Okay. That, all right. Well, it's just – to me, I just – like somebody said, we don't have a, a real coaches beside EB. I don't know. None of the other guys in there. So at the end, but EB's got total control of the offense. We agree with that. And the offensive pro- – right has not been good enough this year. Right, I understand that. But at the same time, Ron been here for like the last four years. So he is in charge of every roster in this in this team. So Great. therefore he should have fourteen he should have addressed Kevin. Kevin, my thing is he abandoned this old off the old line for the past four years. He didn't even try to pick up one in the first round when we had a chance. Not even one. Yeah. So I don't I, like 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 I said, man. Until we the, get a real coach, all about the personnel decisions, and that's fair. That's fair because they have not made good personnel decisions um, in the four years. And essentially, what you're saying is that Ron handed Eric Bieniemy a lemon of an offense in terms of talent. What could he do with it? Exactly. Okay, that's fair. I mean, exactly. It, he did the same thing with it that you know that Scott Turner did with it statistically the exact same. Yeah, I just, I, Kev, I just want to see EB with Sam. I don't want Sam out there getting beat for a game that don't mean anything to us besides losing the game and get, getting in a better draft position. That's all it is to it. Other than that, I do not want to see, you know, Sam getting beat down like, 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 you know, like, like the Cowboys game, maybe like a year ago. Not, not, not a, like, like a year ago, but like, you know some of these games that we've been we've seen Sam get beat down. I, I don't want to see. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want this guy to get beat down like that because I want to see him uh, with a real co- with, well with with Eb, which is a real head coach, not head coach, but assistant coach right now. But hopefully yes. he could t- he could take over. But that's all I gotta say, Kev. I appreciate you. Happy holidays right. to you, buddy. Uh, yeah, you too. You Thanks, uh, Ian. Ian, go ahead. Kevin, I'm gonna repeat what I said on Monday and Tuesday. The same offensive coordinator, same wide receiver, same offensive line, same everything. All the variables are the same. In an apples-to-apples comparison, Jacoby Brissett ran a professional offense, Sam Howe threw interceptions and was incompetent. Sam Howe is not it. For every caller, you could give him any offensive coordinator you want in this league, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, anybody you want. He's not it. Again, he leads the league. He is the worst in the NFL okay. in sacks, sack interceptions, total turnovers. You know, you and I both understand what the numbers are, but what's the answer to the question? If the goal is to lose the game, play Sam Howe and get it for draft picks. If the goal is to win the game, play Jacoby Brissett. That's that simple. Okay. So what's the goal? If the organizational goal is to lose – Play Sam Howe, and you'll lose the game. All right. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll do some Denton news when we come back right after this. Kevin Sheehan Show, Team 980. Caps in action last night. They were home hosting the Islanders. They come up with a big-time win in overtime, 3-2. to two. Dylan Strom scored his team-leading 13th goal of the season to win it for the Caps. They're now 16-9-4 on the season. They're back in action tonight as part of a doubleheader on the road in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. In the NBA, Wizards in action tonight continuing their road trip on the West Coast. They're on the road in Portland. You can hear that game right here on the Team 980 tip-off around 10 p.m. Eastern time. And that's what's trending. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hitting the news you might have missed. It's Denton's Daily News. We got. All right, let's start with your Terps. There's potential for this to be a really big day for them. Uh, Jordan Seaton, who's the number one offensive tackle in this year's upcoming recruiting class in college football, is seemingly decommitting from Colorado and Deion Sanders in one of the schools, not, not the only school, but one of the schools that he is potentially looking at is Maryland. According to a couple reports, he might have been on campus over the last couple of days, secretly maybe, not secretly now, but Jordan Seaton could be coming to Terp here in the next couple hours. He's Is he from here? Uh, he does have ties here, but he played his high school ball at IMG. Okay. Well, look, you know, snagging a recruit from Dion uh, on signing day would be a big deal. Look, Loxley's done that very well. Loxley should be handling recruiting for Maryland and then picking the players for the commanders because uh, he does get good players. Now, doesn't keep all of them, and, you know, like their very good linebacker, Barham, is going to enter the portal after a phenomenal season um, because I guess he wants to go play in the SEC or, the, uh, or a contender somewhere, a national contender. But that would be a, a big get, big get for them. What does their overall class look like? Do you have any idea? Yes, yeah, so, so right now it's not great. It's not terrible. It's not great. They have two four-stars. They have, I think, 23 stars. He would be their only five-star. If you look at composite rankings across the nation, they're they're in the top 40, which is a good spot for him. But obviously you'd like to get that a little higher. And adding Seton, uh, I'm sure, would jump them. I think right now they're 39th. They would jump them at least into the, the low 30s, potentially high 20s. How many five-stars has Maryland football gotten over the years? I mean, Loxley's landed a ton of four-star guys, right? Yeah, a ton of four-stars. I don't think uh, people realize how little five-stars there are. That. The five, five stars aren't exactly just uh, growing on. Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, it's not. There's usually like six, maybe seven per season. What'd you say? There's usually six or seven five-stars per class. Diggs was uh, – look it up. I'm pretty sure Diggs – He was a five-star. Star. Yeah, he would. both him and his brother, I believe, were five star. He for sure was. Trayvon might have been. Trayvon might have been a four, though. Um, I think one of the two receivers, too, maybe. Um, the kid from St. John's was close to a five star, maybe. Jarrett, who is, um, he might be uh, on the Ravens practice squad, or he was at one point this year. Um. All right, so overall, just, you know, we'll, we'll find out, but do you have a, a projection of where their class will land, top 25, and then in the Big Ten? Um, in the Big Ten, obviously they're going to be behind. Like, classes in the Big Ten. Yeah, Ohio State and Michigan, Penn State, those teams are always up there. Wisconsin's had a good season, so if they can be top half of the Big Ten, I'd consider that to be a win for them. Yeah. Um, all right, what else you got? 
All right, so we kind of briefly mentioned this yesterday. Well, it's got a lot more steam. Florida State has scheduled an emergency meeting of its board of trustees for tomorrow morning. The plan is that they're going to challenge the grant of rights in the ACC and attempt to get out of the conference. Yeah, that grant of rights is essentially something that the ACC made all of its member schools sign, which is if you leave, we own your television rights until 2036, even after you leave. Uh, and so that's incredibly penal um, to leave the ACC. So uh, let's see if they're successful in challenging that. I think it's if Florida State goes, if they challenge it and win, the ACC could be the next to sort of buckle. Um, and that's after Stanford, Cal, SMU, and who else am I missing? Move to the ACC for next uh, year. Yeah, th- those were the three important ones. They yeah. might try and add somebody else, but – that's not strong enough to hold up Florida State leaving because once they fall, everybody else will leave too. And we both think that if they leave, they're leaving for the SEC. Yes. Yeah. Be instantaneous. No, I don't think they. the earliest they'd likely be able to get in is probably 2026. Okay. Yeah, because they've already – they just had the schedule unveiled the other day. It can't be for next year. All right, what else you got? All right, so I saw this news yesterday. It actually made me kind of happy. I know we don't talk a ton about the XFL, but they're in the process of getting their roster straightened out. They named a couple of players that are intending to play for the D.C. Defenders this upcoming season, and a name that I was really pleased to see was former Redskins and football team wide receiver Kelvin Harmon. I had real high hopes for him when they drafted him all the way back in 2019 a couple injuries kind of derailed his time here in dc at least at the nfl level but i'm excited to see him play in the xfl and hopefully uh, hopefully ball out where's he been i don't know if he's been playing you know i see him on twitter every now and then but i don't know if he's been playing i'm sure he's been working out and trying to stay healthy um but yeah he's gonna play maybe he was recovering from some uh some of the surgeries that he had in 2022 isn't dj swearinger on the defenders he was at the end of the season. He didn't start there, but he was at the end okay. of the year. All right. He made some plays. Um, I went to that game against Seattle, that playoff game. Great atmosphere. Uh, what else? Uh, Yamir Yager is beginning. This is my worst fear, by the way, for Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Yamir Yager is beginning his 36th season of professional hockey. Not in the NHL, obviously. The guy's a dinosaur at this point. But he's playing for his hometown Czech League team. My biggest fear is that Ovechkin takes about 86 years to finally break um, Gretzky's goal record, so this scares me a little bit. How old, Jogger? Um, I don't know what his official age is, but he has to be in his 50s. All right. 36 seasons professional hockey. I mean, those you know those guys from from Europe, especially Eastern Europe, and I think Jogger's Czech or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, he is um, Czech. He's 51. He, he's 51. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they start him young. Uh, what else? All right, this is, the, this is the final story I got for you here. I can't, I was scrolling across this on social media. I had to double take. This might be one of the richest takes that I think I've ever stumbled across. Uh, Cameron Diaz, very well-known actress, said that she thinks it should be normalized for married couples to have their own bedrooms, which I think if you're doing that, that's you, know, you can work that out. But then she went so far as to say, and this is where the filthy rich element of this take comes in, Kevin. She went so far as to say she thinks it should be normalized for married couples to have their own homes, two separate <laughs> homes. Yeah. A she- thing that normal people do. No, I, you, you put this on here. Not only did she say that they should have their own home, she said actually they should have three homes. They should have one home for the husband, one for the wife, and one for the family. Where they all spend. I mean, it would be nice to have three homes, the ability to have three homes to sort the, uh, the marriage thing out. She is married, I believe. Um, love Cameron Diaz uh, and uh, have always loved her. That's, that, that is an out-of-touch uh, comment. That's one where the publicist says, oh, you didn't just say three homes, did you? Uh, this just in, sweetheart, not everybody can afford one home, let alone three. Now, with respect to the one home, if you do have multiple bedrooms, and most people do, um, I have slept in another room before. It has nothing to do with any sort of uh, conflict. It's just that I do snore, drives her nuts. The dog 
always has been in the bed with us. It's our dogs have slept with us in the bed. I know that you know not everybody allows that. Uh, that's always been something that sh- she has preferred. Um, and so sometimes it just gets to the point where it's uncomfortable, and I will go to another room, and usually it results in a wonderful night's sleep. And I like windows open year-round. I don't like heat in the winter. Um, and at night, I, I like to sleep with the windows at least cracked in the winter. I could sleep with it being 30 degrees. Jeez. Maybe not 30, but certainly 40 degrees in the room, and I would sleep much better than when it's at 68 with the heat on. And so I'm always putting the thermostat back, and she's always kind of turning it up. So um, sometimes there there's a room with a window that opens that is right next to the bed, and it's actually very pleasant to sleep in that bed with kind of a breeze coming through the window sometimes, if there's any breeze outside. So I understand that part of it, um, but yeah, she's a little bit, um, out of touch to suggest three homes. She is married by the way. She's married to DMV legend, Benji Madden, who's part of good Charlotte. Benji Madden. I don't know who that is. I, I know Madden's in town. How does it, how no, Madden, like John Madden, but Madden, uh, he's not related to John Madden that I know of at least. Yeah. I just pulled him up. He's from Waldorf. Is that considered the DMV? I guess it is. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Uh, anything else? No, that's all I got. Um, I did see a couple things that I uh, I want to get to um, before the end of the show. Just remind me uh, of those things, uh, including something that will happen in one of the Saturday games in the NFL. Um, that should be interesting. Uh, up next, we'll talk about the Jets. What a season they've had from the opening night when Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the fourth play from scrimmage to all season long talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back to now finally being eliminated and Aaron Rodgers will take a seat. I think he'll take a seat. He might be dressed for the game. Uh, won't play, though. Uh, Jake Asman uh, from Sports Radio in New York next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.